dear listeners you are listening to dr shishmal singh on chapter 4 change and development in ruler society we are going to focus on occupation class structure and land reforms in rural areas let us start indian society is primarily a rural society agriculture and related occupations are the source of livelihoods for the majority of the rural population many of our cultural practices and patterns can be traced to our agrarian backgrounds like pongal in tamil nadu bihu in assam besakhi in punjab and ugadi in karnataka are the festival celebrated in these states our next topic is occupation of the rural population agriculture is the single most important sources of livelihood for the majority of the rural population many activities also support agriculture and village life and are also sources of livelihood for people in rural india for example a large number of artisans such as potters carpenters weavers iron smiths and goldsmiths are found in rural areas and rural life also supported many other specialist and crafts persons as storytellers astrologers priests water distributors and oil pressers our next point is diversity of occupations in rural india diversity of occupation in rural india is reflected in the caste system and it can be explained as the diversity of occupation in rural india is reflected in the caste system which in most regions includes specialist and service caste such as washerman porter and goldsmiths our next point is agrarian class structure in agrarian class access to the land creates ruler class structure it includes large and medium land owners tenants small marginal land owners landless agricultural laborers in rural areas no straight forward relationship exists between caste and class in many cases there is a correspondence between the caste and class as one moves down the hierarchy but in some cases it is not so for example brahmins the higher caste are not the major land owners 
the term aggregarian structure is often used to refer to the structure or distribution of land holding. Examples of the dominant land owning group are the Jats and the Rajputs of UP, Pulkangas in Andhra Pradesh and Jat Sikh in Punjab. In most regions, a preoperator caste group owns most of the resources and commands labor from low-ranked caste group. Now let us discuss next point Begar. Begar is a free labor. It is prevalent in many parts of the northern India. Members of low-ranked caste group had to provide labor for the fixed number of days per year to the village Jamindar or landlord. Lack of resources and dependence on the landed class for economic, social and political support meant that many of the working poor were tied to land owners in hereditary labor relationship means bonded labor and it is known by different names such as Halpati system in Gujarat and the Jita system in Karnataka. In colonial period, most rural areas were administered through Jamindari system and Royatwari system. Primary objective of land reforms in India. Our next point is primary objective of land reforms in India were to remove the obstacles which arose from the inherited aggregarian structure of the past to eliminate all elements of exploitation and social injustices that existed within the agrarian system in order to ensure equality of the statuses and opportunities to all sections of the population and various land reforms introduced after independence in 1950 to 1970. Abolition of Jamidari system removed the layer of intermediaries rights taken from Jamindars weakening their economic and political position. Tenancy abolition and regulation acts was passed to give more security to the tenants granted land rights to the tenants. Examples are West Bengal and Kerala. In sealing acts limits to be imposed on the ownership of the land, sealing depended on the productivity of the land that is high productivity 
land had low ceiling while the low productivity land had higher ceiling now drawbacks of the land ceiling act or bemani transfers in this is the last point which we are going to discuss most land owners were able to escape from having their surplus land taken over by the state some very large estates were broken up and land owners managed to divide the land among relatives and others including servants in so called benami transfers which allowed them to keep control over the land in fact if not in the name and in some places some rich farmers actually divorced their wives but continued to live with them in order to avoid the provisions of the land ceiling act which allowed a separate share for the unmarried women but not for the wives here we would like to take break in the chapter let us meet in the next lecture of the same chapter globalization and green revolution thank you for listening